Hello everyone. How is everyone doing? How was everybody's first week of summer? Cuz I hope all of you started off strong. Cuz I know I did. I just got back from my vacation in California and I just had a, a I had a great time. My wish has been granted. I did get a tan. It's a very noticeable tan. Um However, I do have like this slight tan line on my back cuz um there was one part of my whole trip where we kind of had like nothing to do. We kind of had to just stay at a hotel. So I kind of just sat outside and I didn't even plan on sitting outside for that long. I was just going to get like some fresh air, but apparently I sat in the sun for I think probably 2 out 2 3 hours. And now on my back I have like this thin like two stripes on one on my left and one on my right of just a very noticeable tan. <laughs> it's it's just not even funny. I looked cuz I I was calling my friend and then all of a sudden my mom comes out and she's like, "Damn, you you have really red back right now. Like your back is really really red." And I didn't really I'm like, "Eh, it's not that bad." I don't think it's that bad. So I went and got back to the, the hotel room. I looked in the mirror. And I almost started crying. Like it was so bad. So I'm going to have to find a way to reverse it. I think I might just go when it's sunny out again, go to the river and tan or something like that to just fade it away. But California was fun. And I had a really really great time. But I I wish I could get a little bit more tan though. I have the rest of the summer, so I don't think I should really complain. I'll, you know, I'll just find time for that. But let me just go. Let me just talk about California for a sec. L.A. is my place. I I went to Los Angeles for a good part of my trip and. The amount of inspiration I got just from walking in the city is out out of this world. The fashion, the the people, the, the way people dressed, and I had so many like new podcast ideas and just how I want to be like kind of want to be perceived or just want to be as a person now. Just, no, I was I was walking uh on the street and then I just passed this I saw this girl crossing the street and she just had like one of the most jaw-dropping outfits and I'm a big like person I'm I really love fashion and so I just kind of my jaw was on the floor it took me a while to pick it up like I was just so like drawn to her and she just walked with like such confidence and i just i loved her for that i didn't even know her but i went up to her and just like i love your outfit so much and she's like thank you and that that yeah i really loved la the amount of just inspiration creativity and just like authenticity of like every single person cuz there's a lot of, like similar aspects everybody has but everybody has their own unique like like little sprinkle that they put on on themselves and that's what i really love about la i think just the whole environment just like sparks something in me i'm probably being a little bit over dramatic but 
It's just the way I am. Like, I'm a little bit overdramatic every now and then. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I just had a really, really good time in California. And part of my time in California, well, part of my trip, uh, my family went to Disneyland. Mainly, well, first of all, my brother and I were, were like, no, we don't want to go to Disneyland. Like, we'd rather um, go out and, like, actual experience things or like go on actually we rather go sightseeing and actually experience stuff than do something we've already done and i mean disneyland's really fun but mainly our parents did it because it's gonna be our last summer for all of us to be on vacation before i graduate go to college start my career get my shit together and just be on my own so mainly they did it because of that. So I'm like, okay, I understand. So we're going to go to Disneyland. Disneyland was really, really fun. I, the last time I went was, I think, sixth grade. So it's been like probably a long time since I've gone. I was, I was a kid. Well, I mean, I'm still a kid now, but I had just, you know, that kid mindset and so it's going to be like the first time in an eight in eight years that I was going to go to Disneyland. So I'm really excited to get just walk in the park. Just like, you know, when you're like walking up to like the the security after you pass security, like check and the bag check and the tickets and all that stuff. You walk into the park and you're just getting like really excited, like really giggly and excited. I was excited for that feeling. So I was excited, yeah, I was excited to get that sensation, feeling of, like, being a kid again. Because that's what, like, Disneyland does. It invokes a feeling of, like, remembering your childhood. Whether it was good or bad, it just remembered all the good parts of it. No matter what age you are, if you're 14, 27, 40, if you're 80 or 100, I don't care, like, what age you are, Disney just has a way of bringing a smile to your face and you know what i believe disney is one of the few things that's holding society together it's like civilization's glue that's probably the only thing we we can all in a world of division just have we can all collectively enjoy something together and so basically, my the gist of my rant is that I was really excited for Disneyland. So my family and I are walking up to the park. We pass the bag check and all that stuff. And we're walking up. And I don't know if it was the mood I was in. But I wasn't feeling it. And what I mean why I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't feeling that excitement. I wasn't feeling that nostalgic feelings of being a kid again or or when you're like taken back to your childhood memories I I wasn't feeling those and I felt more like what am I doing here and it was kind of like sad and disappointing so I just kind of went into like this kind of sad mood that just kind of like became a little quiet and I'm just kind of like bummed out and I shouldn't be feeling sad or bummed at Disneyland because everybody around you is smiling. They're, like, excited. Children are smiling. Parents are smiling. Grandparents, whoever you are, 
everybody's just in a really good mood, just getting ready to go into the park and have a great time. And I'm just here kind of like in like, ugh, or like, I don't know. It's just in a disgusted, not necessarily disgusted, more of a, it's just a bummed out mood. And I'm very confused on why I'm feeling this. So I kind of just like, as we're walking, I kind of turn to my mom and I'm like, hey, mom, I kind of feel a little off. And then she's like, well, what do you mean? And it took me a while to kind of for, like get my thoughts together. But I kind of just felt like I told her I kind of feel old. Which is odd because I'm like still a teenager. I'm not even, I don't think I even have the right to probably say I'm old. I haven't even lived 30 years, you know. I, ha- I don't think I have probably have that. <laughs> right to see, feel that I'm old so I think the problem was something that was gonna go up on my head or that's going through my head because I feel old but I'm not old so I'm very confused on what the issue is and so I've like as we're kind of just walking up getting our tickets ready I'm kind of like, like blanking out and like getting into my head a little bit, which is probably not probably the best thing, but I just needed to like kind of get my thoughts together before the rest of the day goes on. And after just thinking one line, it, it kind of clicked. Being surrounded by children, icons of from childhood relics from childhood whether it's like the characters whether it's the probably the toys that the children are holding or like the images on the t-shirts and the the mickey mini ears or whatever whatever like the accessories or icons or relics that people tie back to disney they all have in common of being a kid or coming back to tie to childhood I think like I'm thinking that I'm too old because even from a young age I matured too fast and now even if in my elementary school years I I was always told that I'm too mature for my age and now that I'm as a teenager, almost gonna, I'm almost turning 18. I'm gonna turn 18 this year. That kind of, as I grow, that maturity also grows as well. So it was my emotional maturity. And not in a way to like, I'm so mature. It's not necessarily like a bragging thing. That I'm like, I'm so mature and like, you're just so immature. It's not like that. Being called or said that you're mature for your age growing up is not necessarily like a compliment to a lot of people. Because a 12 year old, I don't think, I don't think you should probably have the mentality of a 25 year old. Because that's still, a kid that's still a child maturing at a young age isn't always a good or good thing or compliment or just a really good thing to view as 
because sometimes it can be a reminder of why you became that way. And causes of why you matured at a very young age can vary. It can root from family, it can root from trauma, but it's all coming back to childhood trauma. And childhood trauma can take on many, many forms. Personally, being, I think a lot of people can relate to this, being the oldest daughter in a Mexican household, and I'm just going to summarize it as that. I'm not going to go just elaborating on that. But I think if you are an oldest daughter, it already comes with, I think it just being the oldest daughter in a family, especially if you have brothers, comes in the contract of you're just going to have to deal with some childhood trauma. And especially even if you're in Hispanic households, just on how the culture is, how the culture is and the customs of the culture and all the family morals and all, all just tying back, it's just going to feed into that trauma. And not always it's going to come out as trauma. It can come out as good things as well. But it's definitely something that I think a lot of people experience that I'm not the only one. And everybody's root is going to be a little different, whatever the cause is. But to overall, it's just emotional maturity at a very, very young age isn't such a positive thing. And I'm going to explain why. I'm going to have to, I'm going to explain what happens when you mature at a young age to, to show that it's probably not such a positive or good thing as it seems. And some of these are from personal experience and some of these are from research. And the first one I really want to start off is hyper-independency. It's being overly independent. It's good to be independent. I'm a very independent person. It's good to be independent. You don't want to always codepend on others. But hyper-independency is risky. Because you kind of have a mindset of that you don't need other people. That you don't need other people to make you happy. You don't need other people in your, that many people in your life to make you happy. It's more of the mindset that I can make myself happy. And that you don't need anybody's love or you don't need anybody's help for things. And that can like affect your, like personally, I know it kind of affected my education. Like in school, I know a lot of people, they would avoid group activities because it'd either be, I know I can do it by myself, I don't need other people's help, or sometimes they also can see, well, I kind of have my own idea, and I don't want anybody to mess with it because I just, I want to do my idea. Group projects is this also especially hard for people that are, are hyper-independent. And you kind of just prefer to do projects alone. And following hyper-independency, another one is that 
the younger you mature is a lot much harder for you to make friends. And here's why. You kind of become the the bum of the group. Let's say you, yeah, you let's say you kind of get in yourself into a friend group. You know, everybody has like such a label or it's like you're the funny one or they're the smart one and everybody kind of has a label. And when you emotionally mature at a very young age, you kind of get the label of the parent or the bum or just like the mom or you know because sometimes in situations because when you kind of become the parent or the bum you're kind of you kind of look for the other people of the group and the way you become the bum of the group is sometimes let's say you're at lunch and if you're at lunch and then there's options to eat, you choose what you to eat or you see someone eating and then you kind of, as the bum, you kind of are that person that's like, you need to eat a little healthier. That's not really good for you. You need to choose like the healthier option. You help, in your mind, you kind of try to steer the person to choose healthier options. But then again, they're just kids Sugar is, I mean, you know, you need to have a limit on sugar, of course. But every now and then it's not a bad thing. But when you're that bum, it's like, you need to eat healthier. That's not healthy. You need to choose carrots or over whatever, like, animal cracker. You know, those things, animal cookies, whatever. You kind of become that. Or you kind of be that person that's on the playground and... If someone's like probably bound to get hurt by using a play structure wrong, or gonna, if someone's tossing the ball, you can know that someone's gonna get hurt. You're kind of gonna be like, "No, we got, we need to stop this," and like you kind of everybody's vibing, and then you kind of like insert yourself, like we need to stop this. This isn't someone's gonna get hurt. This is unsafe, and all you're gonna all you're doing is kind of looking out for the group, but then. The entire group was just like, oh, we're just having fun. Like, why don't you learn how to have fun? And like with fun too, like sometimes your friend, your friends are going to ask you, uh, ask, hey, do you want to hang out with us? Or you want to go out with us and do this or, you know, some fun activity. But you always say no because you know that your school and your homework is your first priority. And so you're kind of like your friends never, you're never with your friends. And so adding all those like events together and those like aspects, it kind of just leads you for, for no one to be your friend. Because then the entire collective class knows that you're that type of person. And so no one really wants to be your friend. And as well as like building romantic relationships with people is really, really hard. And I just speak from recent personal experiences because I know there's a lot of, like, women out there that has that mindset of being that independent woman and that, like, I don't need no man and I don't need nobody or, like, whoever. And then, so, you kind of, as you grow up, you kind of tend to pay for yourself. And you kind of have, like, that habit of pulling out your wallet. 
You tend to open the door for yourself. You tend to drive in yourself anywhere. To you comfort yourself. You reassure yourself. You do everything for yourself. And so, when someone else comes into the picture, and when someone else does it, it it's strange. It's a new environment that you're you're not used to, and you could become very confused. Because there's there's two sides of you kind of arguing. There's the the side that's like, why are you doing this? But not in like a rude question, but this kind of natural curiosity of like, wait, why are you the one paying, and why not me if I've always been paying? And then there's the other side, that's well, they asked you out, and. The right thing to do is that they should be paying, cause that's what kind of like the norm is, or just kind of like if you're gonna ask somebody for out, the person who asked you out is supposed to be paying. Not like let's split the check, or I'm just kind of when it comes to that type of stuff, I'm more traditional, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to be, if you want to split the check, go ahead. I just think it's. Because I think that's just kind of the way I grew up, not just with romantic relationships, but also like platonic ones, like when my parents and they uh, ask out their friends, so, "Hey, do you want to go uh, have dinner somewhere?" Whoever initiated the plans is kind of that's kind of the one that's gonna pay. So it's a very new environment for you to be in. And I was talking with my friend the, about this the other day, and. We're kind of like, yeah, it's it's in a new environment. It's very weird, and then they said something about that really hit me. It's, yeah, it's hard to rely or depend on someone again, and that's what hit me. It's not that you need someone else to like provide for you or depend on somebody. Not you don't really need that. It's not that you need to depend on somebody, but it's strange when. Someone else is providing for you when you've always been the provider for yourself, and that's the recent issue I've been trying to deal with, and trying to heal heal from having those thoughts in those situations when I'm out with friends or out on a date or like when just someone offers to pay or when someone offers me something that I know I can do like by myself, whether it's driving, whether it's paying. Whether it's, it's whether it's just a small little, little thing, that I know I can do myself, and then when someone else does it, that's just a little confusing to your head, because when you're trying to heal from those, you kind of have to like stop the thoughts of like I can pay for myself, because with me, I know. I the way my mind works is there's always like two people speaking. I don't know if this is anybody else, but I have kind of like that angel on the other side and the devil on the other side of like on my shoulders, and there's always like two people talking, and so kind of like the devil, not necessarily like an actual devil, but more of like the devil kind of represents like me with the trauma I have, and then on like. My other side, the angels, kind of like that side of me that's trying to heal. So they're always trying, like they're kind of arguing. And I'm just kind of in the middle of them, just kind of listening on which 
option to decide, you know, or which thought to decide. And so, like, the other day, I probably, like, not even a month ago, I went out to dinner with a couple friends. And at the end, the dinner was fun. Um, and at the end of dinner, it was time to pay. And so, one friend, they went first and paid their bill. And I, and we were using that little, like, screen touch thing. And so I asked them, oh, hey, can you pay, uh, pass me, like, the tablet or whatever so I can pay? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so I grab the tablet and I go to like, pay for my bill. And the bill's just gone. Like, my bill's gone. And then, like, just the whole, like, check, the whole bill's just gone. And so I kind of look at them and I ask them, did you, did you pay for the meal? Like, I ask a question and... They're like, no. And then I look at the tablet again, and I look at them again, and I ask them the same question. Did you just pay for everybody's meal? And they're like, yeah. And immediately, I just felt bad. And the, the thoughts just immediately came to play. So the devil thoughts were me like, why did they pay? They didn't have to do this. I know I could have paid by myself. Like, why did they do this? But then the angel of me is like, just, they're just trying to do something nice. Just accept the gesture. They just pay for your meal. Why are you complaining? And so it was just like, like in that moment, just a constant war. That whole situation initiated a war in my head for a, probably like a, probably an hour. And at the end, I probably like forgot about it. I didn't like, it didn't really bother me as much as it did in that moment. But like it in the moment, it did really confuse me. And I think a lot of people who matured at a young age go through this as well. Not necessarily the situation I just said, but more of the, the hyper-independency. Another problem is the tendency to lack empathy for yourself. Because you tend to put others first before yourself you look for others you make sure others are well and happy and and having a good time before you are and sometimes and that sometimes can lead to like poor self-care and I'm not talking about the self-care like skincare routine and hygiene and all that good stuff, you know? I'm talking about the self-care of looking out for yourself. When you are stressed out and you need the, the breaks, you kind of don't take the breaks because you kind of like make yourself push harder even though it's it's not necessarily good for you. And you overstressed yourself with a lot of work and a lot of that stress also comes from the high and unrealistic expect expectations on yourself. And a lot of those aspects kind of lead you to become a people pleaser. And it's very, very hard to get out of that cycle. Because another problem is ask, is having a hard time asking for help. And I, I had this problem as well as when I was probably in elementary school and middle school. Because sometimes asking for help when you feel like you need it comes 
can sometimes be seen or you think of yourself as weak, which is completely untrue. You are not weak if you need help. You are strong if you need help because you know that if you ask for help, you're going to get out of situation and leap into the next stage. And so when you never tend to ask, like, for example, I never asked for help in, I always sometimes, sometimes I would need help on my math homework, especially in, in elementary school, middle school. But I never would ask, I wouldn't, I was never the one to raise my hand or ask questions one, because I feel like my questions were never really answered. They were just answered in a very vague way or just not even on point at all. So I would just never raise my hand because I felt like, oh, they're never going to an- actually answer my question. So I'm just not going to raise my hand. And another way is that with math homework, I was I was always placed in an advanced math class. And so when I did need help on math I couldn't go to my parents because the math today was not the math that they learned when they were in school and so there was no point in asking them for help if they didn't know what the formulas are or how to actually get the answer that I needed so I kind of had to figure out everything on my own and I never really saw it as a thing as weak. It's just that I'm like, okay, there's no point in doing it if I'm not going to get the outcome that I need. So, yeah, that's probably my way of never asking for help. For a lot of people, asking for help can sometimes see as a form of weakness. And never asking for help is also going to be hard because it's when you don't ask for your help in terms of healing trauma trauma's never gonna be taken care of so it's just gonna be trauma from your adolescence to your adult years and then as you grow it's just gonna stay there and then, then again these are just kids this starts as kids And a lot of kids just start taking on this caregiver role. A lot of this trauma leads to kids taking on a caregiver role. And kids shouldn't be taking on personas or roles of what a parent should be. And all kids should have time to be kids and have a healthy childhood. And I think a good way is to let kids... And this is more like a message to parents or if you're a, a person with siblings or younger siblings. I I think a good way to make sure kids have a healthy childhood is to make sure you let your kids know it's okay to show emotions. And make, sure, make them know that they can show their emotions because this is a healthy, like, supportive environment that you... They're not going to be shamed for having these emotions or feelings. And that they know that they can show their feelings without shame or embarrassment. And that's ways of like 
not saying get over it or suck it up because words and phrases and words just have consequences and those consequences can last for a lifetime that can affect their adult years as well so i would just suggest probably say words that positively last a lifetime because these kids are the future there are doctors there are lawyers there are are politicians that one of them is going to be president and good childhood having a good childhood impacts impacts the rest of the stages of life and it impacts on who they're going to grow up to be and i think probably these days it's more it's very very important for kids to have a good childhood childhood more than ever so I think we should all just try to interact with kids that they're going to have memories that are going to be positive. And our memories growing up should be positive ones that we can smile back, looking back upon. And I think, yeah, so, yeah, so I thank everybody for listening. And make sure you guys share or share the episode or share the podcast to your friends your family anyone make sure you repost on instagram and all that jazz it really helps a lot and i'll be back next week with another one bye